0: When I record at home, I pull it off anyway, like off one ear so I can hear how loud I am.
1: Please don't talk about pulling anything off. Whoa, <laughs> no. whoa We're recording.
2: So I assume you guys edit this before. No? Yes? No? Yes? no? Uh, it's just...
1: Yes,
0: we do.
2: How hard do I need to try not to say something stupid? No. That's what I'm asking. No. You to say whatever. We say stupid okay. shit all the time. All right.
0: That's probably...
1: That's how we make our... Well, we don't really make
2: money, so never mind. <laughs> uh, see? There we, we
0: started already. <laughs>
1: The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grit City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. Uh, we also have no Robo Brogan because uh, I couldn't figure out the computer and Jeff's our tech guy. And we also don't have a Jeff, so that's kind of sad um but it's sad it I is. miss you jeff oh and uh i just turned on uh the discord channel which no one i think people can hear us oh are. i don't even know though um yeah i don't know either yeah without Jeff's technical <laughs> prowess we are kind of we're um, just yeah, shooting blind here we're lost but we do have an awesome person with us today we've got luann roberts luann how are you doing today
2: i am fantastic how are you guys
1: doing really well like seriously thank you so much for coming down on a saturday we are spending a long saturday recording here at the union club in tacoma which um after the last time Great! Yeah, it was fun. They're still uh, letting us back in. <laughs> oh yeah, I was a little worried about that. <laughs> you were really worried. You made me paranoid about it, man. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. It was funny because by the end of the day, well, by the end of the, <laughs> that last episode, I just remember looking over and your head, your hand, your head was in your hands. You were holding your. Your head in your hands and just kind of shaking your head. And I was like, what? What did we do? We did everything.
1: <laughs> we, were, uh, we were, we we, we, well, uh, <sighs> Luanne, I don't know about you, but, uh, coming back and partying after a year and a half of not, mm. um, people don't know how to act. And I'm talking about myself and everybody else that we had, uh, we partied really hard. We had a lot of fun. I think, uh, I think Jeff, uh, it took him a couple, a couple, three days afterwards to recover. Yeah, we did, uh, probably a good. a a weekend
0: amount of partying in in like what an hour hour and a half i mean we spent the whole day doing stuff (laughs) yeah but it really kicked off when billy got here oh man
1: it absolutely was so seriously thank you so much for coming down luann um it's actually starting to turn out to be a beautiful day we can kind of see out onto the port of tacoma Mm -hmm. from the union club here kind of really excited about that Now um, we have you on here because I think maybe it was my wife who yeah. found mm-hmm. your Instagram uh, it was. Uh, at Lou Animal, mm-hmm. and um, it was really kind of I think the pictures that you have taken of of the marine biology in the area. There's Tacoma. I like it. Yeah, and um, you. Uh, it was really she was fascinated by I guess your fascination with sea slugs. Mm-hmm. And so um, let's start off a little bit with um, uh, why are you taking pictures of sea slugs?
2: <laughs> I, I think it, it, you really have to look at the photos to understand why sea slugs are so fascinating. When you hear the word slug, you think of something gross on the ground. But yeah. sea slugs are totally different. And there's so many different forms and shapes. And they, they stand out so much against the background of everything else. Uh, they're, they're just so interesting to look at and i feel like nobody really knows they're around here so i'm i'm looking at something that other people aren't aware of and sharing it with other people and it, i get super excited about that
1: i can tell because <laughs> just like even looking at and if you just go to instagram and check out at LouAnimal, animal it's really easy to uh, to show and i think we've actually posted it in our discord Um, And if not, I will eventually. So (laughs) we can make sure that everyone can check all of that out as well. It'll be in the show notes for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But yeah, it's like when you're taking these pictures, they're just these bright, colorful things. Mm -hmm. Like totally alien creatures, obviously. Yeah just down and under the water and it's just it's really fascinating just to look at them
0: that's what i thought too was alien as soon as i I, because (laughs) like you said sea slugs and i'm like yeah whatever right and Mm -hmm. i went there and i was like what the hell are these things right um they look like i don't know like almost like little jellyfish sometimes right Mm -hmm. they're just they're i don't know and you take beautiful pictures too i have to say
1: (laughs) well
2: thank you that that
0: yeah um Absolutely. I think that probably highlights. Well, I mean, I think that changes everything, right? Because if I went and did it, it would be just like an orange blob. And they'd be like, what's that? And I'd be like, oh, that's a sea slug. And they'd be like, yeah, it looks like a sea slug, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But they don't. Mm -hmm. They really look beautiful in your pictures. Do you um do you get in the water to do that?
2: I, I usually never get into the water. Uh, what I do is I lay flat on floating docks and then I just reach wow. over the edge of them. You kind of look down the side like it's a flat plane and you can see all of the creatures on the side there. So the most of me that's getting into the water is usually my arms.
1: So at that point, you're not even like disturbing the creatures or anything by getting into the water next to them.
2: Exactly. I, I mean, I'm sure they're having a weird day with me there, but uh, I don't feel like I'm disrupting their life or anything like that. As opposed to when you go tide pooling to see the same types of creatures, you're really disturbing their environment. So I, I feel a lot better about the impact that I have on them when I'm looking over the dock.
1: That makes a lot of sense in terms of just um, respecting the wildlife around you. And that really kind of uh, – it seems to be one of those things that uh, we need a reminder of every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, even recently – and you even, I think, threw it out there uh, talking about it. Uh, the person who was uh, out there grabbing the uh, octopus. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, And
1: yeah. it was like, oh, yeah. This is like – what? Was it a poisonous one yeah, as well? Yeah, it was
0: well? like a uh, – mm-hmm. it was in Australia and it was like a, a – I want to say it was like a box squid or a box octopus or something. It was like super or a blue one. Mm-hmm. And they were picking it up and um, they had put it on like TikTok or something. Got a bunch of views, right? But everybody's like, yeah, you're you like an inch from death, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like know what you're doing. And you seem to know what you're doing as well. Do you have a background in this or do you just love taking pictures of slugs?
2: For the most part, I just love taking photos of them. I did um, a a Master's of Arts in Biology. I just wrapped up this last December. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. And it didn't really give me a lot of background in the biology of slugs, but it was more about communicating science and helping people relate to their environment. So I don't have specifically the marine biology background, but I'm starting to gain that knowledge just through experience and observing.
1: So how did you come across then uh wanting to photograph uh, marine biology at this point?
2: I really just started out with tide pooling. Uh, I moved to Seattle uh, probably about five or six years ago and had never really uh, experienced uh, the marine landscape like we have out here. And uh, just being able to see the kinds of organisms that you normally wouldn't be able to see. When the tide goes out, they're they're all right there. And they're in a state of distress because they're out of the water. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they might look a bit dried up or blobby, you can't really see their proper form. But for me, that was still fascinating because they, they were creatures that I had never seen before. And then being able to see them over the edge of a dock, you see them more in their natural environment. They're, they're kind of going about their daily business and not just trying to survive the state <laughs> of being dried out during low tide.
1: And uh, you do this all over um, the Puget Sound area and really kind of the Pacific Northwest because I've seen you go down as far as Old Oregon, some Mm -hmm. of your pictures were tagged for Oregon, so I'm assuming that.
2: Uh, I go to the Bay Area regularly as well because there's a much bigger community of people who do the same kind of thing that I'm doing out here. So I go down there and learn tips and tricks from them and they have a a completely different type of biodiversity down there. So I get to see all sorts of different cool things.
0: How awesome is that? (laughs) I love that. I I think that's neat, man. I I don't know. I think that's one just kind of beautiful thing about the internet. I guess being our age, right? Yeah. Men of our age. Thanks. (laughs) Um, It's just the internet is so cool that you can you can just get on online and find people that that do what you like to do,
1: right? Yeah, and when it's for uh, when it's for positive stuff yeah. like uh, taking pictures of marine biology, like that's really actually mm-hmm. super cool because it's bringing people together um, in terms of just like the shared interest is a hundred percent on that.
0: Yeah, man, like. As a kid growing up in the middle of nowhere, dude, like I would have never found Cecil, some other you person in that, the desert, man. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? She there was just, like, you, I, <laughs> I wouldn't even, yeah, I would have never known about that. Right. But now you can get online and find, you know, a group of people um, that enjoy doing that. I think that's super dope. I like it.
1: Now, um, you have a website, naturelookings.com, where you've posted a bunch of blogs and a bunch of info stuff too as well. <laughs> Um, One of the things on there, and it was the biggest question that I had, was um, there's a section that you have is, what is dock fouling? And so I'm very interested in that specific term because, I'll be honest, uh, I'm not going to Google that without safe search on. <laughs> so uh, what is, what is dock fouling?
2: So uh, technically, dock fouling just refers to the communities of organisms that grow underneath floating docks. <gasps> yeah so okay, it, okay okay yeah so it's <laughs> or any kind of man-made structure it 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 doesn't refer to necessarily the activity of going to look underneath these. I've just kind of co-opted the term along with others who do oh, that. Nice. Right. So it, if you think about it in terms of you're going tide pooling, you're going dock fouling. Uh, you can use it okay, as a okay. verb. Oh,
1: perfect. Mm-hmm. Alright. So it's kind of a kind of a slang term at that point.
2: Yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: perfect. Because looking at that also, I think you have a whole list on your site of all of the different marinas that you've been to. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorites is the Tacoma Narrows Marina. Mm-hmm. We're into Coma, and right. that's where the uh, narrows uh, narrows brewery is at, mm. and uh, and I'm just blanking on the name of the restaurant that I just recently (laughs) went to. Is it Boathouse 19? Yes, Boathouse 19. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. Um, That area, especially down uh, around the Narrows Marina and like Mm -hmm. Titlow, seems to be like a really, really good place to find that sort of wildlife.
2: Oh, definitely. Uh, That spot is particularly special because they have the herring net pens there, which kind of go from the top of the dock to the bottom. So it gives a really great opportunity for the slugs to kind of Work their way up that net, and there's all sorts of different things that grow there where they they can eat. So, you get an amaz- amazing variety of different types of sea slugs. And every time you go out there, there's something new to see. I went down there this morning and uh, got to nice. see. Uh, I this new- morning, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I went before it. I, so I got to like, get like, hyped. Yeah. Like, yeah, like,
1: thank you so much for coming down. You're like, oh no, I got this, I'm gonna go do some <laughs>
0: research as well. well too. And people that don't know because they're listening to later it's it's 10 o'clock in the morning (laughs) she she went early this morning that's fantastic oh yeah well
2: i i don't want to get in people's way either so i try and go when there's not many people around but Is, is there a better time
0: like is morning um afternoon night what would is the best time to
2: go I don't feel like there's a better time of day. I don't care. I I don't think so. Yeah. (laughs) I don't I don't think they really respond to night and day cycles, but when the light's better, it's easier to see them. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest difference
1: uh i just this thought the thought just popped in my brain because a lot of what you're doing kind of reminds me i don't know if you watched it but it was on netflix my octopus teacher
2: i haven't seen it yet oh see and it's just so much fun netflix now yeah did
1: they get a a thing uh maybe it was on amazon prime crap i don't know know, it
0: was netflix uh,
2: okay okay Uh, okay
0: Uh,
1: there's a youtube um
0: Channel, I think the name the same thing that they mm-hmm. put octopus in. I think maybe cages oh, well, and make them do things. It's oh, really cool.
1: Oh, that, okay, that well, that was interesting. Oh, octopus never mind. in cages. This is more about a free-roaming guy. He was. uh oh, ba- never mind. Basically, uh, he went back to his. He was a filmmaker. Kind of had a bit of a breakdown because the industry is, is just relentless. Mm-hmm. And so, so he made a film about it. Well, he didn't intend to go <laughs> on a film. He just basically decided right. he was going to go out and swim in the old places that he used to swim as a kid, which was like like uh, the Cape of down, I like, think, maybe Cape Horn? In, no, that's in South America. The one in South Africa. Anyway, so he's swimming in all these big super atolls and stuff, and he finds an octopus, and he becomes best friends until the octopus dies. Aww. Yeah, It's, but it's super sweet, but it's, just, it's very reminiscent mm-hmm. of that, just being able to go and check out all these different areas, because mm-hmm. where he was at, it was just these, like, they literally had kelp forests, mm-hmm. and it's just like this whole other world, and it seems like um, I love the fact that you're able to find a community, because it also seems like one of those things where you can just do solitary like is solitarily mm-hmm. is that a word? Yes. Um, <laughs> and, thank you. And, uh, and still just kind of super immerse yourself into just that world and being essentially on a foreign planet.
2: No, I totally agree with that. And um, I I often find myself when when I'm looking over the edge of the dock, I get so absorbed into it. I'm kind of become unaware of what's happening with my body. And my arms will go numb from being in the water and I'll get scraped up from laying down there. But I'm not thinking about any of that because you're totally sucked into whatever's going on down there.
1: Uh, what's, what's really so, sort of been like, um, kind of one of those, those places around here, um, mm-hmm. that you were, um, surprised when you went as opposed to just like, you know, you never know what you're going to expect, mm-hmm. but something that you were like, oh, this is super cool. Was there a place like that, that you found uh, in this area?
2: One of my favorite spots is Bremerton Marina and, um. I don't know if it was so much a surprise. I feel like every doc's a bit of a surprise because you <laughs> re- you really don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And that one is amazing because it's very sheltered and there's a lot of doc to examine. And because it's sheltered, the organisms there get to really grow and build up. So you get to see all oh. sorts of cool things there. And uh, whenever I go there, I'm I'm always surprised to see something new because I, I probably visit every other week, and each time I go, there you see a lot of the same creatures that are stationary there, the the anemones and such, that don't really move, but then you also see the more transitory creatures, like the sea slugs, and there's always something different to see. Uh, I remember one of the times I went there, it was just filled with jellyfish, and it was oh, a wow. jellyfish massacre, because they oh, no! well they were all running into the anemones, and the anemones would eat them. So. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awesome yeah i
1: don't even yeah it's like i don't even know what would consume what down there it's just yeah. like i wouldn't know what what is what i, just, not, I don't touch anything That also seems one of those sort of things where you don't really want to disturb anything at that point because you always hear about how jellyfish will sting you mm-hmm. but i don't know which ones will or if all of them will so if i see one, i just run for my life there you go just don't touch
2: them <laughs> I got a bit of a sting this morning. Um, There were the egg drop jellies and I was trying to get a photo of it and they have very small stinging tentacles and it just... Just glance my hand, but usually it's not too harsh. You just got to keep an eye on them.
1: Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I don't want to be like, well, what was your worst injury? Or, What's the craziest thing that's happened? No way I'm not getting stung by no jellyfish. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a bit of a break right now. Uh, going to refill our drinks. And we come back, we're going to BS a little bit more with Luann Roberts. You can find her Instagram at LuAnimal. And then you can also look at NatureLookings.com to find all that stuff. We'll be back in just a second. You're supposed to say diecutstickers.com all the time. It's That'll like, be my job in this. I could
0: ask you about your interesting coaster and you could tell me. Oh fuck, Jeff. I'm want to oh, you, you want to roll play? Don't make this hard for play. Play. Yeah, 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 me? Yeah. Yeah. All, right. all right. All right, Jeff, you started. Are we doing something now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah act like here, make, make make a noise. Bang, bang that, bang that against <laughs> the <laughs> Hey Scott, be careful. You about spilt your beer all over my Grit City Podcast sticker. Yeah, don't worry, man. They're they're durable. They're made by DieCutStickers.com. By who?
1: DieCutStickers.com. How do you get them? Go to DieCutStickers.com and tell them the Grit City Podcast sent you. Exactly. That's where you can get high-quality, durable stickers for any of your needs. Grit City 15
0: to get 15% off. <laughs> I couldn't come up with it. <laughs> I couldn't. I was like, oh, we need to put that in. But I couldn't. I couldn't. My brain didn't work fast enough we do it again? This is too much fun, but I'm, I'm a little too tipsy to be doing this. <laughs> the water scares
2: me. So. See, I okay. just got to get used to it. Yeah, no. Yeah.
1: See, <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually, you know what, you do need to mm-hmm. get used to that sort of thing because, mm-hmm. um, Scott, the water is really cool. Is it, though? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like water that I can see
0: the bottom of. And you, that is in contained square. She's talking about
2: like the bottom of the water here. Yeah, but
1: there's animals in it. Well, otters. I take photos attacked, of
2: all the animals. Do you ever get
1: attacked by otters?
2: Never. i heard they're very aggressive. Never, no. <laughs>
1: we had to ask that. No. We had to ask that. So um, we have had um, – oh, gosh. We should actually uh, have you and Suzanne on at the same time or at least I hang out about together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Suzanne Ackerman is one of our uh, favorite guests because she works at uh, Point Define Zoo and Aquarium. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she has co- corroborated with us the terrible lives uh, that otters have. Mm. They're horrifying. So I'm glad that you're sticking to um, animals that okay. won't do the horrible, terrifying things that sea otters do. Don't look into it because once you do, you can't look back.
2: Yeah, uh, sea slugs do terrible things. They're just too small to do that to oh, us. Oh, really?
1: <laughs> yes. Really? It's kind of like cats. If they were uh, if they were big mm-hmm. enough, we would be absolutely dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> are they like slugs in on land where they eat each other's parts off
1: and stuff?
2: Uh, they do that, but so um, all pretty much all sea slugs, or at least all nudibranchs, are predators. That's so
1: weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it seems so strange because I'll make you look at them. And,
2: oh, they're they're cute-ish. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of that
1: that weird sort of like. 90s splotch art, cute. Where you're like, uh, oh yeah, you're very <laughs> colorful, and you just, I don't know what you are, but you're very avant garde. Yeah, yeah. But you're like, pretty at a distance. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. I but
0: like, yeah, like you like don't to, want to see that away from me. Please, and I guess it makes
1: sense because if something like that can, you know, you know, do like sting you and stuff like that, it's mm-hmm. because they have a biological reason for that—a defense, but be also to be predators
2: exactly we, we had a
0: um, one of the one an article i posted um what a couple weeks ago one of our last oh, ones yeah
1: yeah the, the scott topic uh, oh uh,
0: my god was it a tongue louse have you ever seen those
2: uh, no is oh. it, wait is that the one that attaches to yes, your tongue and then I, pretends it's a tongue yes i have yes. seen
0: those yeah he <laughs> so posted he posts, he's like look at this
1: creepy ass picture and we're i guess like... that's
0: why it, the ocean freaks me
1: out is because i always find the creepiest shit to look at <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least Luan's being able to make this a beautiful um, way to look at the marine life as opposed to terrifying. (laughs) Now, uh, you did mention that you came to the Pacific Northwest about five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where did you where did you come from?
2: Uh, most recently, I came from Colorado.
1: Oh, okay, like the Denver area or anything like that. I,
2: I was around Denver in the mountains nice. for a bit in Greeley. I was all over that area.
1: Quite a uh, far away area from any sort of land that would have that, like the marine life, right?
2: Exactly, it is completely dry out there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's uh the last time I went there it was uh I was hanging out in a weed B&B. Mm. And uh that quickly went under by the way. Really? Uh, yeah, I don't know why, but you know, maybe it's you need to make sure and uh put it in an area that's not really close to a school. <laughs> Yeah, but it was uh, Uh. Colorado's super open for um, a lot of the uh, the new fun activities when it comes down to that, but not so much in the marine life. So
2: not really. (laughs) Is that
1: what kind of brought you out here? Like, what really got you interested in the marine life originally? Was it just because you went to a dock and saw it, or what happened?
2: So when I first moved to Seattle, I lived downtown, pretty close to the Olympic Sculpture Park. Oh, okay. And uh, I I didn't really know much about the marine life here. I wasn't really aware. But I I would go down to the sculpture park and sit in the grass and read my book. And I remember one time just seeing a sea lion or a seal go by. And I was like, holy crap. I've never seen one of those before. And I got so excited. And one of the times I was there... I was reading a book that talked about a marine biologist going into tide pools. And I thought, wait a minute, do I have tide pools here? I didn't even know what a tide pool was or that it needed to be low tide for me to see things. So I I went out to Discovery Park and like went down to the beach and couldn't find any tide pools because it wasn't low tide. So I hiked all the way back to this, (laughs) the like nature center there and asked them about it. And they kind of explained everything to me. Here they are. It has to be a low tide. And I kind of got the hang of it and would go down to the school. Sculpture park. And it's amazing at the sculpture park because it's downtown and you can see sea stars, sea cucumbers. I once saw an octopus down there and it's right in the center. And you would never think you would see all of that stuff in the middle of a city. So that when I first started seeing that, I would go down every low tide I could because you never know what you were going to find.
1: That's so amazing. I just love the fact that you literally just went to the information and (laughs) it was like, oh, you know what? You can actually do that and I know that you could do that like at most of the parks they have something along those lines so you can actually do that so just the fact that you were able to utilize that because most of the time I, I wouldn't I, I'll be honest I wouldn't really even think to do that you'd just be like well there's nothing here I don't know what's going on I guess I'll YouTube it again but literally going out and talking to people uh, has helped you really kind of foster this really uh, amazing hobby at this point mm-hmm.
2: No, for sure. Uh, I wouldn't have been able to figure it out without asking people. And I'm so glad I didn't give up. I would encourage people if they don't see something cool the first time, go back again and again, because you will at some point.
1: And did you just like find the community via like social media, like Facebook groups or something random like that? Or how did you end up getting in with uh, the groups of people?
2: Well, for the longest time, I would just go tide polling by myself. And I would do that for years. And it wasn't really until I started posting photos of what I was taking under docks that I started becoming a part of that community because people would reach out to me and say, oh, where are you seeing this? Are you diving? Because most of the photos are from divers. They're, nobody yeah, really yeah. knows. <laughs> you can just look over a dock and see them. Right. So it, it kind of happened where people were reaching out to me and I was reaching out to other people and people started asking me if I could take them out to to see these things so I started making connections there and it it was really amazing to me that posting things on social media could actually have a positive impact and not and not just uh, (laughs) people pulling you down or making fun of you but actually building a community out of it and i mean that is the i think
1: that's the coolest part about it as well too because the fact that they're like looking at what you're doing and you're just like oh these are cool pictures mm-hmm. but you no know, people are like Seriously, these are amazing. Like I was thinking, I was like, it would be so cool if you like were able, if you wanted to, at some point, just put out like a picture book, even mm-hmm. if it was just your own, yep. like a coffee table book for your own house, just because of how amazing it is. Like the stuff that you have is fabulous uh, uh, on social media, mm-hmm. and I just was like, my wife was immediately drawn to it. She's like, you need to have her on, and I was like, <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree with that. It was just so cool.
2: I I think some of the the obstacles I would have to overcome for that is I'm not sure – how aware you are of the scale of some of these things but they some of them are minute so when you get the photo really big you lose a lot of that resolution on there i didn't even realize yeah in some of my photos you can see uh, my fingernail and it's right by the creature and it gives you a sense of how tiny they are some are like the size of a pinhead basically oh wow (laughs)
1: <laughs> no like, no. that just blew my mind i just yeah, imagine everything is just kind of like this size, you know like hand size yeah, like, i'm going these. like baseball size like right? slug yeah.
2: size yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. no yeah. no they range in size from being like as small as i said like a pinhead and then the biggest ones you get around here the rainbow nudibranchs, they can be up to a foot long <gasps> and cool. that just seems obscenely large <laughs> it's almost <laughs> uncomfortable seeing a sea slug that big
1: do they have um besides as you know uh what, what kind of defense measures do they have because Ooh. it's it seems like uh you'd be quite aware of those at this point being mm-hmm. doing this for a, quite a long while
2: so most of the nudibranchs have this amazing defense system where they they uh harness the power of their prey so they will eat anemones or creatures that are similar to jellyfish which contain stinging cells and they they are capable of storing those singing cells in their body, and then they are able to shoot them out.
1: <laughs> That's that, <laughs> cool. I'm glad I asked that question. I am
0: wow. That sounds crazy. That is right out of a science fiction movie.
1: Yeah, right. right? Yeah, mm-hmm. like absorbing it and all. It's like I'm going to shoot it back at you. Have you, you ever been like, stung? Right.
2: I've never been stung no. by one. No.
1: <laughs> that'd be yeah. That'd be a hell of a thing because they would have to have loaded up beforehand mm-hmm. and ready for you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Super weird.
1: It is. It is. Uh, it's super weird, but it's
0: super amazing. I, I think wish I, was- I could do that. Absorb the powers of my enemies. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Scott, how many enemies do you uh, have? Oh, you'd
0: be surprised. Yeah, no, not really,
1: not really. Uh, one of the things I also noticed on your Instagram is, and then also seeing you in person is mm-hmm. that you have a ton of ink work, and you're actually getting a, uh, you're getting a marine themed going mm-hmm. on. Are you, are you cool talking a little bit
2: about that? Oh, of course. No, um, it's okay, cool. Um, no, uh, Brian at Moonlight Tattoo in Seattle is working on this giant piece. It's from my knee pit to my armpit with all oh, wow. these different sea creatures Whoa. on it. Um, I can't even remember all of what's there. That's how it's going to go. It's
1: like, what makes the list at that point in time?
2: I let him do his thing. Nice. You know, I just said, here's what I got. Make it underwater. Do what you want.
1: That's amazing. Damn, that's cool. It seems that you uh you enjoy having the ink on the ink the ink on the ink on the ink, on. On. <laughs> <laughs> the ink that's yes a, that's super awesome um Scott oh yeah I did I, I there was a coaster question oh because Ooh. it was me and what we do <laughs> is uh, what we have is essentially we have our neat little stickers from um die cut stickers mm-hmm. and the thought is is we send them out to all of our friends mm-hmm. uh, and other people who listen and if they are at a bar um, what they can do is they can take either of those because they got a nice back on them. Or you take a back of a coaster, hence coaster questions, Mm -hmm. write down a question and then send it to us. And then we would take a picture of it. Should you tell it. how this came about. Uh, how did this come about? It was Brogan um, talking oh, flat yeah. Earth in the bar. That's <clears throat> right. We had uh, we had a uh, flat earther, Mark Sargent, on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. He's very interesting. He's a very fun guest. Um, and he actually he had mentioned at the bar that he was at. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Wonderful R Bar up yeah. in uh, Renton. Probably he uh, that he was going to have this on, and one dude um, audibly scoffed, mm-hmm. which. Um, makes sense mm-hmm. um and so he was like all right well you guys you know he got into a little bit uh, of an argument he's like why are you gonna have him on was yeah, like, well, people get mad if, if they, even that you're even letting these people talk like you and should like, even yeah. talk right it, it, well, and it, at, at this point in time it's just like i'm interested because he's from this area and i want mm-hmm. to know how we got into it right? mm-hmm. And so yeah you can listen back on that's fantastic you can listen
0: for whatever reason you want so but what
1: <laughs> happened was is all these people were suddenly inundating brogan with all of these questions and so he was he's like right i don't know cool. so he's <laughs> and writing them down on the back of coasters and right. we had a whole bunch of them and throwing them out there and hence coaster questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's usually from drunk people and I was, I was drinking last night. Yes. And so I had the question and in your opinion, mm-hmm. whether it be science or otherwise, mm-hmm. do you feel that octopuses are aliens? Mm. Because at mm-hmm. this point in time, I've seen a couple of things. First off, they're super mm-hmm. they seem to be super foreign to even the foreign atmosphere of the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then I've seen a couple of TV shows that really kind of just say that octopuses are aliens. At this point, so I'm kind of starting to lean to that being my own conspiracy. I'm turning into a flat earther. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. This is my own conspiracy theory that I feel that they are aliens.
2: So if they are aliens, what kind of ship would they need <laughs> that is filled with water to get to Earth?
1: Well, they are a highly um well uh, we
0: see all those race. all those new UFO videos mm-hmm. that everybody's been showing, right? Ooh, Where all the UFOs mm-hmm. drop into the water. I say maybe those are just See, off- see flying maybe that's it. Yeah, maybe they're, they're just, just flying, flying, flying around
1: in like water bubbles in the uh, Maybe it's like water water an water octopus bubbles.
2: cannon just like shoots <laughs> them through space. <laughs> I think uh, that might work.
1: I, I, I tend to agree with that one. Okay. I think that's what they do. Then so we'll they, go with that. Yeah, so yeah. they're just water balls and they just shoot. And that's how they mm-hmm. end up in the water. And they are super there. weird. Man. <laughs> they are. They're super strange. Right. And that was just, I mean, and that doesn't even really, I mean, like, kind of scratch the surface at how, how really weird um And I guess weird maybe isn't the nicest term for it, but it's a strange Mm -hmm. world down there. And, I mean, we're talking about going out into space and so much of the ocean itself and even our sounds and lakes and rivers and all that. Mm -hmm. I haven't really been explored that much. (laughs) No.
2: Right. And uh, people know very little about sea slugs. One thing that I found when I'm trying to research the things that I'm seeing when I'm trying to identify them is you'll look them up and you'll get a name uh, when it was discovered and that's about it. There's not any real information, and I think it's because there's just so much. And uh, I think, honestly, not enough people care about it to go out and look and gather that information.
1: How do we raise sea slug awareness? <laughs> I think we need to go back and talk with Luann because she's not like Luann, but uh, uh, it right Suzanne. Now. Yeah, but, no, you need to do uh, that. We need to put yeah. you guys together because she does drinking for polar bears and all of the other drinking for conservation. I feel mm-hmm. that this would feel right into that uh, that whole. Uh, the whole paradigm with all of that, right? Yeah. Um, sauce for sea slugs. Sauce for sea slugs. I'm in. Yeah. We're I was going to say yeah. shitty,
0: but that was too much. Yeah.
1: You can't really. I mean, that's not going to really work good with you. I was
0: sauce. Have you ever ran across anything that you really thought was just out of this world where you were like, I have no idea what this thing is?
2: Absolutely, yes. Uh, A lot of the time, I'll find a sea slug that I've never seen before. And it kind of blows my mind that I'm even able to identify that it is a sea slug. Uh, One unusual one that I found, uh, or it was unusual to me, was at Port Orchard it was a hedge pest sapsucker which I love saying that, that is a name. Great name isn't that great it's, it's like the Harry
0: <laughs> it's a Harry Potter name
2: yes.
1: 100% <laughs> or an Old West insult oh yeah <laughs> one of those two things Sh- sapsucker
2: <laughs> but these sapsuckers they look like uh, somebody took a piece of lettuce and a wizard uh, waved his magic wand over it and, and imbued it with magic because they look like animated pieces of plant matter and uh, I was able to read a bit about them and they have a special ability of being able to photosynthesize. They take the cells from the plant matter that they wow. eat and when they don't have a food source, they're able to sustain themselves through photosynthesis. And I don't think there's other organisms that we know of that can do that.
1: So it's kind of like what we were talking about with absorbing the the, the needles and stuff like mm-hmm. that. They're literally absorbing the way to gain nutrients. I
2: think it's chloroplast is the exact <sighs> thing they're absorbing. Wow. But when you look at them, they they are green and then they have these like glittery speckles almost. Oh and they're glittery? Yeah that's (laughs) Those are the chloroplasts that they've stolen and now they can use them to photosynthesize.
1: That's, I mean, uh, you. All, I always hear about, like, uh, like crabs and stuff being scavengers, mm-hmm. but these guys um, are, they even seem like more predatory scavengers at that sort of point. Like, they're not necessarily, like, waiting for something to die. They'll take it, but they'll really actually use every part. Mm-hmm. Kind of remind me of Jawas, to be perfectly honest. They're just <laughs> using every little bit
0: of everything. See, I was going with superhero. Like, what is a superhero that steals someone else's power? Because that's what it seems oh, like to me.
1: Oh, yeah. That'd be, like, Rogue from the X-Men. <laughs> oh, yeah, where she touches people, yeah, right? Yeah, she touches people, and she's yeah all the powers. Yeah, yeah. That's wow. what they seem like, yeah. Oh, they're the rogues of uh, <laughs> the underworld. Um, throughout your travels in the Pacific Northwest, has there been any place that, you like, beyond the Pacific Northwest that would be kind of your dream um, to be able to go to? Because I'm kind of thinking, like, for me, like, if I, like, for something like this would be, like, the Great Barrier Reef would mm-hmm. kind of be, like, the biggest one at that point in time, just because of how crazy that wildlife and just wildlife in Australia in general. But do you have anywhere that would be really fun for
2: you? I think it would be really cool to see some of the Antarctic sea slugs. They have sea slugs? Out there? Yes, they have deep sea sea slugs out there, but i i don't I don't know what the logistics would be like to look at those. I don't think you'd be able to get out on any sort of dock, so it would require yeah. a whole expedition and like probably a research vessel. That'd be super cool. It would be really cool. <laughs> but crazy. I, you know, everybody thinks about these colorful creatures being in the tropics, and i I like to go the opposite route with it. Let's go to the deep, cold sea and see what's down there. Right,
1: like that that just completely boggles my mind because i wouldn't imagine them to be down there like are they are they i mean you said deep sea so mm-hmm. i'd imagine that it's not again you said like no docks but like this is like you know uh james cameron get his submarine sort of right. thing
2: that would be amazing i mean that's the dream right like going <laughs> the cameron bubble all the way down to the depths of the ocean that would be great that'd be
0: amazing <laughs> Do you ever snorkel or scuba dive or any of that stuff?
2: No, I've never scuba dived before. Uh, A couple of people have asked me if I snorkel, but I don't really see the advantage of snorkeling because you're only getting your head in there. I don't know how much closer I'd be seeing anything, really.
1: I had to learn that. Like, it's not like that snorkel doesn't mean you just get to breathe. Like, you got (laughs) to hold your breath and then go down there and then you go up and literally you're just keeping your head in the water and looking Mm -hmm. down, but you're not really getting that deep. Right. unfortunately found out. (laughs) I'm not going to get into that story. You just snorkel. You just float on the top the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, this is fun. And then you're like, no, you're supposed to hold your breath and go down. I'm like, oh. (laughs) That's funny. I just see you just... Back all sunburnt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the reason why I don't go outside a whole lot, to be perfectly honest. When, uh, w- when we were in Hawaii, there's two times that I've gone. The first time, well, I, actually we've gone three times. but the Two times I got massively sunburnt. The first time I fell asleep on the beach and I didn't reapply. <laughs> and Because <laughs> I went out into the water, swam in the water, got on the beach. And my wife was like, I'm going to go in the water. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll just sleep on the beach. And I literally slept and I woke up and I had a purple oh. chest and, for a year and a half. Uh, and, uh. yeah, so that was the one where I sat at the uh, – the uh, we had the Korean barbecue afterwards, and uh, my knees were – were tightening the skin was literally tightening Whoa. as i was sitting there uh. i could feel it yeah the other time i was like i'm going to stay under this uh, umbrella the whole time and i did but i am so pale that the sand reflecting off of, the sun reflecting off of the sand <laughs> hit oh, me no. not only did it hit me was uh. i was sitting there and i switched sides because the sun was moving oh, so no. i had a streak on my chest where the umbrella pole had stopped the sun in one spot uh. so i had essentially like the avengers a On Uh, my chest.
0: That makes me so happy. (laughs) And everything
1: else was beat red. And again, uh, the failure of um, reapplying sunscreen.
0: Yeah, it's funny how many people go from Washington to Hawaii. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? yeah
2: yeah you're like
0: uh you know you're just gonna bribe,
1: man <laughs> yeah and i think uh going to the antarctic as opposed to maybe something might tropical might help a little bit
2: maybe <laughs>
0: that's crazy they have them down there though too like mm-hmm. sea slugs just must be everywhere right? they are everywhere they're well, all over earlier you were talking about um a net somewhere mm-hmm. yeah well, could you explain that
2: um, at the Narrows Marina, they have, um, herring pen nets where I, I'm not quite sure what they're doing with the herring, but the nets, uh, go all the way from the top of the dock to the bottom of the ocean. Okay. So it gives like a, a good passageway for the sea slugs like, to get up and down them. And it, it's a really good medium, I suppose, for them to be in and you can pull it up and examine them and they're they're oh, all wow. in the crevices there. It's really fascinating. I've I probably seen six or seven different species just in one net.
0: Oh wow, crazy. Mm-hmm. And they keep nets out there just to keep the hairy and the fish mm-hmm. in for some reason,
1: huh? Yeah. Huh. That's crazy. Well, I know um the only thing that I really know about like kind of the the dockside stuff is that my uncle would always go crabbing down at the uh, Stilicum mm-hmm. docks. Uh, which is always See? weird to me, just because they crab just like right off of the dock, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really sure. We never really got anything. To you, we live totally live in a water town, and mm-hmm. you don't know anything about
0: it. <laughs> no, we don't know no, anything I about know. it. We're like we're
1: dummies when it comes to yeah. it. Yeah, like, we like hate we, otters.
0: That's for sure. Well, I mean, again, <laughs> we're
1: not going to get into it. You can just do a Google search, Crit City podcast, uh, otters, yeah, and uh, you'll
0: you'll get a couple oh. of things on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, though, I don't know anything about the water. Um, I'm trying to... It's a big octopus. We even have an octopus on our logo, and we're like the worst yeah, water people. Because
1: octopus, Octopuses are really cool. We're learning. Uh- we're learning, and this is why we have uh, Luann on here with us, because she's going to help us. Uh, and that's just the cool part about it, I feel, that it's like having... um, uh, Just having the desire to go and check it all out. Mm-hmm. Everything is so abundant here, and you can go out and... Do things in the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was like even like the last year doing that? It, it seemed like a lot of like the Washington State parks were closed down for a little bit of all of uh, the the BS mm-hmm. that was going on and still sort of going on. Um, um, oh, it's over now. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, July thirtieth uh, or June thirtieth, mm-hmm. we've uh, we've cured everything. Good, we've mm-hmm. won. <laughs> time or at least we can go to the bars um but it was uh like it seems that having an outdoor activity like that is mm-hmm. kind of helpful in those sort of terms
2: oh definitely it's, it's it was the perfect pandemic hobby for me to have started doing it's, it's something you can do on your own but you're still kind of sharing it with a community but mm-hmm. you're away from people the, the docks that are not busy at any point so it, it's perfect for any time I think you're never going to be crowded around people really on a floating dog
1: Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you gone down to like the Ruston waterway or this kind of area down to see uh, any of that sort of thing they don't really necessarily have mm-hmm. a whole lot of areas for docks or a lot of the old they have a lot of old docks that they still haven't torn down um, so you can't really go out on them um, but they do have uh, uh, some beaches and such like that too
2: I haven't really been around that that Ruston area, no, but maybe I should check it out. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah, they have that whole area. The thing is, is now that um, like towards the I guess the the north end of it is where they've done all of the renovations, mm-hmm. which is which is great for humans, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, not so much for the marine or any sort of wildlife mm-hmm. whatsoever. I don't
0: think that whole area is very good for wildlife. Or, no. Right? <laughs> well, like, I mean, yeah, the Asarco,
1: uh, super, right? yeah the, uh, the Asarco smelting uh, tower and all of that yeah. stuff down in the Yeah, don't try to grow anything around that area. Or in Tacoma, you need to really check your stuff. Um, but uh, like, just walking up and down it, you'll see some of the old docks that I literally remember from my youth. Or even they have these weird buildings that are like like lawyers, like lawyer, not really like strip malls, but mm-hmm. they're just kind of the, the multi-use buildings. And oh. they're just sitting Why out. Do you say lawyers? Because there's a <laughs> lawyer that has a, that has one of these offices. Oh, uh, you crack me up. But it's like, it's,
0: like over I'm, the water, I'm, I'm like, a little sitting, lawyer mall. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah, I, I, I want to stay no, away yeah. from that place.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the one that I remember. But they were just like literally just office buildings that were like literally like built in the '70s or something that are sitting on the water, like on oh, top kind of the, of the of water. Cool. It was always kind of strange to me. But then all of those old ass uh, docks that like, they had the one that you can take the picture of because someone put a managed to. Uh, I don't think they put a bike through it. Maybe they cut a bike in half and put it on two sides. But anyway, it looks like there's a bike going through one of the old dock, uh, dock
0: poles. I see the mm-hmm. bike in the tree. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, not in person. Oh. <laughs> like
1: on the internet? Yeah, like
0: on the internet. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. I've seen the, uh, the tree octopus or whatever. Have you guys seen that? No. What's that? You guys don't know about the tree no. octopus? No. it sounds the like a Scott Pacific, yeah. uh, Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look it up real quick. The Pacific Northwest tree octopus. You no, should look it up real quick.
1: Okay, yeah. I'll look it up here and see. Now I'm interested because we've been talking about sea life, but that's a tree uh, I just I kind of don't even wanna talk about it any more than that. I just kinda wanna leave it out there. I mean we could do that too. <laughs> Uh, the Pacific Northwest tree octopus is an internet hoax created Uh in 1998 by humor you son of an ass (laughs) and you made me google that you jerk well I mean you can't tell you it's a hoax because that's no fun yeah (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's true Um, Luann seriously thank you so much for spending some time Mm -hmm. with us and uh, like uh, we're gonna have to get you back on when you uh, go on more adventures
2: of course I wanna hear all
1: about your fun adventures Uh, you can check it out if you go to uh, Instagram and just look Animal up uh, pretty easy just L-U animal (laughs) and uh, nature look kings.com for your blogs and more on all of that um i love i love your pictures i love the fact you're able to spend some time with us mm-hmm. seriously thank you so much yeah, of course what you is really really cool thank you <laughs> uh, and everyone thank you for listening uh you can check us out at gritcitypodcast.com and you can go to our patreon patreon.com slash gritcitypodcast that would be cool it would be really cool because for as little as one dollar you can get access to uh the backlog of all the times when uh, Scott and Brogan got drunk and talked to people. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. <laughs> there's a lot of those. And I think we have more new ones than we do old ones now, finally. I would hope so. Yeah. We've been doing this for a little bit, right? I know,
0: yeah. But we did it for a long time, too. A couple, two, three years. A couple, two, three years. Yeah. I think that's where
1: we're at now. So, Yeah, about four now. Oh, look at us. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a long time to do stuff. Oh, um, But, yeah, you can do, also t-shirt designs from Jeff. Jeff is amazing. He makes t-shirt designs only for the Patreons. Um, and also, uh Yeah. That's it. Social media, all that stuff too. I don't yeah, know. Discord. Discord where you can listen to us uh, when we tell everyone to listen to us because we forgot to, so no one was listening to us today. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening again, gridcitypodcast.com, for all the fun links and all of that. And stay gritty. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com.